Welcome to the In Awe Podcast, where we amplify women by sharing their unique stories and empower a community through the mission and their message. I am your host, Sarah Johnson, a former school teacher and principal turned author and entrepreneur, living my own leap of faith on a mission to teach masses. Each week, we will feature stories from women who will leave us all in awe of their impact on our world. Welcome to the In Awe Podcast and our series featuring champions. We have heard from incredible women in this series fighting to make a difference for those they serve in this world, and today's guest is an inspiring addition. I believe our conversation was meant to happen now, and I am excited to share her with you all with a perfectly timed mission to Bethany's message. Bethany Clemenson believes that everyone has amazing gifts and talents to share with the world. She helps individuals get dialed into who they are, their passions, and what they want so they can live a big life. You will find Bethany speaking at schools, corporate events, groups, and retreats with the purpose of leaving individuals with a fresh lens, increased awareness, and a plan of action to live big. Bethany is creator of the Big Life You Growth and Coaching Program and the Dialed In Podcast. She and her family recently settled in the North Woods of Wisconsin, where they are remodeling several lakeside cabins and creating a space for short-term rentals and retreats. In 2018, Bethany and her family sold almost everything and traveled the U.S. in a motorhome for about a year, and I can't wait to share with you about that. In this episode, we learn about Bethany's incredible journey to discover her true passions and uncover her mission to coach others to become their most authentic and excellent selves. We start out the episode with the story of how we met, and my heart both aches and is comforted knowing that we were brought together by a very special person so that the mission and her message could land for you today, my friends. Regular listeners of this podcast will know that I have recently lost one of my dear friends after his four-year battle with non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. Jake was an example of strength, faith, joy, love, and service in this life to all who knew him. And the story Bethany shares of how we got connected is a perfect illustration of the type of interaction that he had daily. We are deeply honored to dedicate this episode to our friend, Jake Mangelson, the man who led a big life and inspired awe in so many. I believe in our connection to know that Bethany's inspiring story about how she left her position to pursue her big life and all the beautiful details we could contain in this short episode will empower you to consider your own journey. This community will understand very quickly why we were meant to be connected, and it brings me deep joy to amplify for you Bethany Clemenson's champion's story. Welcome, Bethany Clemenson, to the In Awe Podcast. I am so excited to have you on our show and to introduce you to my awesome In Awe community. I am thrilled to be here. So I love that you're not too far from me. We're in the same vicinity here in the North Woods of Wisconsin. And so the idea of connecting with people that really aren't that far from me in proximity is exciting. <laughs> oh, I cannot wait, Bethany. Uh, so listeners, this is actually the first back and forth conversation that Beth- Bethany and I have had. But um, and I, so I'm getting to know you too, and for a lot of different reasons. But I want to make sure that our listeners, as we kind of unfold this conversation, are able to know a little bit more about you. Like you're now in the Northwestern part of Wisconsin, but you have such a cool story. What? Who are you in this world and what are you up to? Those are really big questions. Um, (laughs) Well, first of all, um, I'd kind of like to go back a little bit and just let your listeners know how we met. Um, Would that work? Is that okay? (laughs) Please do. Yes. And I can't wait to hear it from your your vantage point. Please do. Yes. 
Okay. So I have a podcast as well that's called Dialed In, and I help people get dialed into who they are, what they want, and then live full out, what I call a big life. And I seek out like-minded people to be guests on my podcast. And so we've just been in Wisconsin um, just since September before that, we traveled the U.S. with our kids in a motorhome. We kind of sold our dream house and basically everything we owned and bought a motorhome and traveled. And that's a whole other bit I maybe won't get into yet. But um, so as we're up here, we have friends and they took us to this restaurant in town. And I met this guy named Jake Mangelson. And he was like a bright, shiny light. And I don't know if that makes any sense, but um, there are just some people that just you feel better just because you've been around them. And the more growth work I do and the more I uh, aware I become, the more sensitive I am to that kind of person because, well, that's what I desire to be and that's who I want to surround myself with. And he told us funny stories and, uh, and just made us feel seen, heard, and valued. And I'll never forget that. And he didn't know us from Adam. And then I kept seeing him everywhere I went. And so I learned over time that he, him and his wife owned the coffee shop in town and the kitchen store, which were some of my favorite places to go as well. And then I would see him at sporting events. And so it was probably... January, I'm sitting at a sporting event and I look down and he's there. He's by himself. And I had this idea that he needed to be on my podcast. And so I went down and sat next to him and I'm like, hey, I don't know if you remember me, but um, I, I definitely know who you are. You've made an impact on my life. And I just want you to know you're such a bright spot. And I know it's not only for me, it's for people everyone that you come in contact with, you have this spirit about you that's infectious. And um, I know you're fighting a battle. And I knew just through other friends in town that he was fighting cancer, but you would never know it. He didn't complain. He had a smile on his face. He, I don't, he just embodied love. I don't even know how else to describe it. And, um, and so I asked him if he would be a guest on my podcast. And in true Jake style, he, of course, made himself sound like he wasn't that great and that maybe there'd be somebody else that he could introduce me to. In the end, he did agree to come on the podcast, but unfortunately, he passed away before we had the opportunity to do it. But the person that he told me about was you. And I'm trying to uh, hold back some emotion as I listen to that beautiful story and I can I can visualize it. And listeners of my podcast regularly will know I've mentioned Jake a few times the last couple of weeks and just hearing that is so special. So I'm going to carry the torch, um, take it from you and, and hand off. After that, I received a message from Jake and he said, uh, Hello, Sarah. I've met a lady by the name of Bethany Clements, and she recently moved here. She has a podcast, and I think she uh, that you'd be a great guest. I think you'd be perfect. Um, he sent me a link, and then he said she wants to sit down with me for a podcast. I think I might be out of my league, but to God be the glory. If I sit down with her, I want that to be the focus. 
And I still have that message from him. And so I just was reading it out loud and thinking what a beautiful message. And so um, he actually, <laughs> in February again, he had said, hey, have you contacted that lady yet? And I had not. Um, things were just picking up in our world. And I was traveling a lot. And as I said to him at the time, my bandwidth just got a little bit wide. But he really, it's just the heart he had was that he really wanted to follow back on that. And I had told him, you know, my response was, yes, do the podcast, be glorified find God's work in your life. And I can't wait to listen to it too. And I am so sad that the two of you didn't get that done um, because it really would have been a beautiful thing to listen to. And just to tie up this quick connection, uh, the night that Jake passed, I had a hard time sleeping. So I reached out to Bethany, <laughs> found her through the contact information he had shared and, and just said, hey, we got to have this conversation because obviously there was a reason that Jake uh, wanted us to connect. And I just love so much that you saw him. Like, I just, I think you describe him so well as this. He's just a vibrant light out in the in that world that um, always seemed a little bit dark. And, and for the last eight years here and there, he was just a person to to really help kind of let me see out of a pit that I had been in here or there. And so I'm just so grateful that we get to talk about him for a couple minutes here on the podcast because it's such a joy and a, and a sorrow too. But what a beautiful gift that you gave in your description of him because it's so true. <laughs> yeah, it's incredible. And, and I'm sad too, that we did not get to do the podcast, but I also trust that um, even though we don't always understand that life is happening for us and uh, I don't understand, but I trust that life is happening for us. And so let's, uh, let's go with it. And I, uh, I, I just want to do everything I can to uh, carry on that light. And maybe we just dedicate this podcast to Jake. Well, I'll tell you what, I think it would be very worthy and wise. Um, you know, and I, and I love it because I love how you saw him, he saw you, and then he thought of me. And here we are in this beautiful little circle. <laughs> um, I also would share too, um, I agree with you. You know, I had over the last year or so, I told Jake, I just, I at some point want to share your story. I just said, over time. And he said, ah, boring. And I'm like, no, you've actually had a really amazing story. And so at some point, maybe we're going to have to figure out how to, you know, either help or just be present when that gets out into the world, because somebody is going to be telling that beautiful story about Jake's big life. I can't wait to hear all of the details that I don't know about, because, you know, we have such a ripple effect in our lives. And you only knew him for a few months. I got to know him for eight years. People have known him all his life. It's just a beautiful legacy that he left. Yes, absolutely. So here, if we can just shift gears a little bit, I think, you know, it's such a beautiful series to have you on and champions. And I think about, you know, your, um, your life and the story behind that in terms of why we have you featured here on this particular series. And I love what you do in this world. So would you just do us a favor and share a little bit about your mission in your first, the, the work that you do with coaching? You want to talk about that? And then maybe we can talk about your podcast. A little over a decade ago, I came to a point in my life where I was stuck and the pain of staying stuck and living this life that I was in was um, greater than the thought of change. And it just so happened or not, because I really don't believe in coincidence <laughs> that the company I was working with um, just had a, a new management company step in and they offered life coaches to executives executive uh, level and above. And so at that point, I was an executive director um, running a senior living community. And even though I was terrified and reluctant, I um, 
I reached out to this coach that, that was offered to us. So, and that changed the course of my life. Um, and, uh, after that, I, I started really being tuned into who I was. I didn't, I didn't even know that I didn't know who I was. I didn't know that I didn't know that I didn't know. Like <laughs> I had, I had all of these blind spots. I mean, I wasn't aware of, of terms like belief system or faulty beliefs, or, uh, even th- I, I wasn't aware that, that you could either run your thoughts and your emotions, or they could run you. Like not all of that was foreign. And here's the thing. I was a self-help book junkie, but I was simply a regurgitator. I was not an applier because I couldn't understand or see how it could apply to me because I was so blinded to where I needed the help. And I think sometimes it takes people outside of ourselves. Actually, I think it takes people outside of ourselves to be able to uncover our blind spots. I mean, if we could see them, we would change them, but we, we just mm-hmm. can't. And so through my work with my coach, his name's Jeff Arthur, um, I realized that God was calling me to do some different things. Actually, I kept hearing him call me to speak and help other women. And immediately the voice in my head was like, who do you mm. think you are? And so I just kept like pretending he, I wasn't hearing that voice. Like I wasn't prompted. And, um, it finally got to the point where <laughs> I, w- I got brave and um, I, I told Jeff what was on my heart and I decided to leave my career. And um, as soon as I made that decision and gave my official notice, he called me at home and said, I want you to work with me in my coaching company. This, you were made for this, but I couldn't tell you that before because it would be a conflict of interest and I had to honor the people I'm working with, but you were born for this. And so I went through coach training and I had been kind of doing it on the side anyway. Like every time he would do something with me, do an activity or have me do an exercise or try to think differently, I would be so excited about it that I would like force my friends to do it. I didn't care if they didn't want to grow or they didn't want to think differently. It didn't matter. They were going to do this exercise. They knew when I said, come over, let's have a glass of wine, that really that was, oh, it's life coaching with Bethany again. And so so I had been like doing it without all the training. And so that was... Um, that's kind of how I got the start in this. So it became my my side hustle. I was off work for maybe about nine months and just really dug into who I was in a bigger way. And then I met these amazing people that had a different senior living company. And um, I went to work for them for a couple of years, but um, just because they were some of the best people I had met. And so um, it stayed, it remained my side hustle. And I've been speaking and coaching for several years now. And I also became certified with the John Maxwell team as a speaker trainer coach, um, which complemented my original coach, Jeff, uh, his company's uh, training and perfectly. So so now these days I do a lot of uh, one-on-one coaching. I also have group coaching uh, programs that I run. I have a Facebook group that is no charge that I just, people are in that are like-minded that maybe want to grow or want to be part of a community of people that are lifting each other up. And um, I love to speak and empower mainly women. I, although 
I do have male clients, but my heart speaks to women. <laughs> so I do women's retreats. I, I speak at schools. I have a big heart for youth, our teens. I worked with the local basketball team here in town this year. Like it was a fluke, mm-hmm. but I ended up doing um, a lot of mindset work with them and actually still have a daily text that goes out to some of those kids who requested that I still do that for them. That's me in a nutshell. I just, I want people to know that they are enough and uh, to stop letting the fear that they're not enough um, define them because whether we talk about it or not, we all deal with that fear of not being enough. And if I would have known that when I was like 12 or 13, I think it would have been a game changer for me. And so I always tell kids and adults, but kids definitely when I talk with them, we all feel oily and awkward and weird and uncomfortable in our own skin. And it doesn't matter how old you get, it doesn't go away. You just learn to either uh, push past the fear and be who you were designed to be, mm-hmm. or you let it swallow you. It's it's your choice. I love listening to you, Bethany, and it's just making me smile because uh, my faithful listeners, people who know who I am, is just going, "Yep, that makes that. That's why they were supposed to be connected." <laughs> As I'm hearing you just speak um, almost to every corner of my passions, you know. And I heard you say at the beginning of that that you didn't know what you didn't know what you didn't know. Uh, And I, part of what I wrote about um, in lead with faith is this, it's an acronym faith is and F is free to be authentically you. And I love how you shared that you were a self-help junkie, but you weren't applying it. And I think you're so not alone. And and that journey is so real and interesting. You know, I did the work in in an Enneagram and, you know, went back into the Myers-Briggs and um, really want to promote look like Mm -hmm. working from your strengths, leading from your strengths. So looking at like the VIA Institute on character and put all of those resources in. And the feedback I consistently get is that, gosh, I just haven't ever done this for myself. (laughs) You know, people who read that message. And so um, I think the work that you're doing is so important because kind of the way that I phrase it is, we, we can lose ourselves to the idol of a title. And once we start layering on identities, we forget who we are at our core or we ignore, you know, who that is in terms of who we we're created to be. Mm-hmm. When you're doing your work, are you in with, whether that's with youth or, um, you know, adults, are you speaking on this message of imposter syndrome when you're talking about being enough? I mean, is there a message in there that you focus in on? I know I don't term it imp- imposter syndrome, although I know that's very real, but I definitely talk about not being enough. Um, And and I don't know that it's Mm -hmm. a specific titled message per se. I mean, I went into the schools, I went into the middle school here in Siren this year, and I spoke to the sixth, seventh and eighth graders over a course of two days. Um, And I just went from uh, classroom to classroom. So it was less than, it was 30 students or less each time. And I went under the premise of failing forward, how to handle failure well, and that everybody Mm -hmm. who is successful in life fails. If you aren't failing, you're probably playing small. You're not trying. (laughs) And, but Mm -hmm. really it also encompassed the the feeling of not being enough. And, And so I think that's kind of an underlying, uh, message in everything that I say and do. It's so good. And I love that you're moving into that space of working with youth. Um, it's one of the things that actually has been on my mind lately too, because I serve a, you know, I'm looking to serve a community of women. Again, there's that similarity with you and I, where I left my principal job and a complete calling, uh, you know, it's a, it's a voice that 
I heard very directly and I listened and people still are astonished with that. (laughs) Sometimes I am too, but what a passionate mission that I'm living too. And I've recently, one of my friends in the field said, why aren't you working with youth? Uh, And I said, I don't know (laughs) yet, (laughs) but I've just been so busy wanting to serve this community and build this community of women. But I hear so much of what you're saying and it's just really speaking to my heart. I went and saw um, Jen Hatmaker live a couple months ago. Oh, I love her. Oh, she's amazing, right? My sister and I went and we saw her and Joe Saxton, two of my very favorite people. I got up and and for a bit, like, I can't even believe I got brave enough, but I got up to the podium and they were doing a podcast live event. And I asked the question, what resources do you know are out there for young women? And honestly, we just don't have that. You know, we're working on repairing our hearts and our um, psyches and everything when we're past that point. But what are we doing right now? What organizations are right now helping the youth to kind of insulate from that. So I just love it. I'm actually in the process of working on a kindness program, which we can talk about offline, but um, it's about being kind to yourself, being kind to others, and then seeking out opportunities throughout your life for kindness. But it's very much geared towards youth, like middle school and above, just based on the experience that my son had in middle school when we first moved here. And not that kids were unkind, but they definitely, there wasn't evidence that they were seeking out opportunities to be kind to him. I mean, let's face it, it's uncomfortable. Like a new kid comes, it's it's scary to step outside and be the pursuer of a relationship or talk to a new kid. Mm-hmm. All that's scary. And I want to empower kids to be able to do that because here's the thing. Most people have an innate desire to do those kinds of things, but you're so afraid of what people will think that it just stops you. Going off of that, you know, I mentioned earlier, I worked in senior living for years. And I'm a nurse. Actually, I started off as a nurse and fell into management and leadership that way. But um, I sat on the deathbed with many, many people. And I've never once heard them say, I'm so glad I had my dream house or lived in the right neighborhood or kept up with the Joneses or had a million dollars in my bank account or had drove the Mercedes. Like nobody's ever said that to me. Um, What they say is, Basically, I'm sad I played small. They don't say those words, but they say, I had a good life, but I really wish I would have da-da-da-da-da-da. I mean, it can be a hundred different things. I had a good life. I can't complain, but I always wanted to be a teacher. You know, I I heard heard amazing stories too. Don't get me wrong. But Mm -hmm. there were probably a handful of people over my years that could say they lived the life that was true to them. Everybody else lived a life that they thought other people thought they wanted them to live, whether it be their parents, their friends, their church, whatever. And they played small. And um, that's another driving force behind why I do what I do. I watch dreams die with people and we all have a dream inside of us. You are speaking right to the core of my heart right now, lady. I'm having a hard time recovering to like follow up and ask questions because it's such a compelling (laughs) mission that you've been called to. It really, really is. Would you, you know, could, I'm just curious because I hear you speak about, um, you know, what's driving you and and how you're trying to coach people into, you know, not playing small. Did your motorhome um, adventure tie to that? Like what was, what was behind that whole journey? I want to hear about that. Yes. So 
So I had um, been on this personal growth journey for quite a while, working with my coach and then joined the John Maxwell team, which is a whole other growth opportunity. I mean, being connected with thousands of people all over the world who are seeking a life of significance, you know, and not just success um, it is absolutely powerful. Mm-hmm. And through that, I... I started getting on mentorship calls with Paul Martinelli. So he's the former president of the John Maxwell team. Actually, the John Maxwell team was his brainchild. He went to John Maxwell and said, hey, I have this idea for this team. Are you interested? And so as of this year, he stepped Mm -hmm. down as president and he's focusing more on marketing and things. And he has this program that's called Turning Point. And it's a three-day intensive and um, it's usually held in Atlanta, Georgia. And you go and you do some serious mindset work. Like you figure out where your blocks are, like who you need to forgive, what it means to really love yourself and love others well. Um, You face like a casket that would be you at the end of your life and what do you want to have accomplished what are your deepest dreams that are really inside of you and how you're going to do that and then you do a crazy obstacle course where you like are up in the air on ropes and you climb a telephone pole and jump off the top to push through fear because if you can push through fear that way you, you know, then you have a learning model of success to push through fear. You can apply that to anything, right? So I drugged my husband there as a hostage. <laughs> and at the end of it, when we were leaving, we were on the plane on the way home. And he said, we have to sell everything. And we have to do that thing you've been talking about. So backing up a little bit, when I went to my very first John Maxwell event, I met this woman named Michelle as I'm standing in line to register, and she's from Colorado. And just in general conversation with her, she just mentioned that when her kids were in high school, her and her husband rented out their house for six months, and they went to Europe. They pulled their kids out of school. They did school online, and they went to Europe and just saw Europe for six months. And I'm like, what? you can do that. Like that blew my mind, like scrambled my eggs. I had never, (laughs) I just like, I, I don't even, that wasn't even on my radar. It's like one of those things you don't know what you don't know. And I'm like, well, wait a minute. Like, what do you do for jobs? Like her husband's a youth pastor and she sells um, supplements. Like she works at home with the MLM company. Mm -hmm. So I'm thinking, what? you're not millionaires and you can do this? Whoa. And so then that got me thinking like, what are my best memories? And and what would I, what, could, what would that look like for us? And I thought, you know, I want to see the U.S. before I would ever travel outside. Like we have so much here. Let's see what's here first. And by the time I got home, I was like all fired up about it. And I mentioned it to my husband and we didn't, the kids, we didn't mention it to the kids then, but, um, we kind of talked about it and laughed and said, oh, that'd be fun to have a motorhome. But my, my grandparents took me in a motorhome um, one summer, like all summer. And we drove from Illinois to Florida and we like literally got stuck on the beach on Daytona Beach in the motorhome. You could drive on the beach and the tide came in and it was a, I'll never forget it. And it was a wonderful memory for me, maybe not so much for my grandparents, <laughs> but but those are like <laughs> the best memories of my life. And so that's, I guess that's probably why I said, maybe we should get a motorhome and drive. And so we had talked about it, you know, for a year, but it was just talk. And um, we actually had mentioned it to the kids 
uh, the December before we actually did it. And um, then we were snowed in with them for like, we had like five days at home with them and we thought we were going to kill each other. And so we thought, there's no way we can't do this. Never mind. <laughs> and then after turning point on the way home, Tom's like, that's exactly why we have to do this. Oh. That's, that's why we have to do this. And then we also realized that um, for us anyway, and I'm not saying this is what everyone should believe, but for us, we believe that God wants us to have an abundant life, which is full of joy and full of hope and not based in worry and fear. And we realized that so many of the decisions that we had made up until that point were based on scarcity and not God's best for us. Mm-hmm. And um, for me, a lot of the things that we had were based on me proving my worth outside of myself. And I'd finally gotten to a point where I was past that. And we're like, we have to let this stuff go. We're letting it go. Like we, we planned our home for years. Tom built our entire house. It was my dream house. It was everything I ever wanted or so I thought. Because I guess I thought maybe when I had all the, all those things, then I'd be happy. But that's not true. You know, it comes from inside. And so um, I'm trying to be succinct here and not ramble. Mm. But um, after Turning Point, we came home and we decided we were going to sell everything. We talked to the kids first. They said they were in. And so we started making plans. And it was like 90 days after we got home from Turning Point. We had gone through everything. We had downsized everything. And we were walking out of our house for the last time. It was just like that. I mean, it just happened. But, um, and our, we had, um, we had a name for our adventure. We called it freedom scheme um, because we think that God wants us to live in freedom. And, and if you're interested in knowing more about it, there's, I still have a website up freedomscheme.com or you can search it on Facebook. We have a page where we documented our journey. We did our freedom scheme to, to be more free, to be connected and to have fewer things and more adventures. And so, yeah, definitely all a part of, <laughs> of our growth journey. And people thought we were crazy, like crazy. Like I had friends that were mad at me. Like, why would you do this? Why would you give up your like nice corporate job and this home? I'll never have a home like this. You know, like just, and of course, and that, that's just <laughs> scarcity and fear talking on their part, but you can't tell people that if they're not ready to hear it, you know, like that's mm. not believing that you're worthy of what you want. And uh, so, yeah, so I hope that answered your question, but that's, that's why we did it. It really did. And it's insanely inspiring as I was just processing through that journey and the fact that you and your husband were on that um, journey together, which I'm sure, you know, nothing's perfect. And so we don't want to paint that. But the fact that you two would do it together um, and then bring your kids in on that journey. And I was just chuckling, thinking about you had five snow snow days and now we're okay. well, you know, undetermined quarantine. (laughs) So you're ready for this. (laughs) Right. That must have been a Yeah, that was a part of the four of your decision, maybe a blessing. We can do this small space thing. We've, we've got it. We're, we're all together. <laughs> That's just so amazing. It really, it really is. So, and then, um, you know, for my listeners, cause I know that they're going to be intrigued now and they're going to want to connect. And of course I will link all the stuff that you've referenced, um, you know, all of the, your website and the way to check out the freedom scheme and all of that listeners, I'm sorry for you, but I'm going to continue talking about the for the rest of my life. If I possibly can, I'm so grateful that we got to have this conversation. You are an absolutely fascinating person. And I think there's so much inspiration in what you've 
given us today. I'm so grateful. Um, and I'm going to keep, you know, chatting with you. I know my listeners are going to want to connect with you and I'll, if you're comfortable, can I link that Facebook group that you had referenced for anybody who might want to join? Sure. Absolutely. Awesome. Okay. So I have, I have to have my two standard questions if you're ready for them. Are you? I'm ready. Okay. So the first one is if you could write a letter to yourself at any age or stage, what would you say? Figure out who you are and what you're passionate about, and then get after it. Um, And P.S., everyone feels weird and oily and awkward and like they don't belong, and they're too much of this and too little of that. It never goes away. Get over it and be you anyway. I love that phrase. Everyone feels oily and awkward and weird, and it is so true. I think especially now. (laughs) I don't have a regular hygiene. I don't know if anyone else has that, but I love it. I love it. Okay, so the the last question is that if a listener is finding themselves in a pit of fear or doubt and they need to hear your voice to help them kind of rise up out of it, what do you think you could say? I would say know who you are. Trust in who you are um, and not the fear. So you get to choose... So if you're in the pit of doubt and fear, I'm just going to be pretty direct here because, well, that's who I am. Um, If you're in the pit of doubt and fear, it's because you're allowing that. So it's a you and you deal. It's not anybody else's. It's not the media's. It's it's you and you. So that means you're allowing those thoughts and those emotions to control you instead of you controlling them. So first of all, pull your big girl panties up. Remember that you're a child of God. Remember, he doesn't create junk. Remember that there's like a one in 400 billion chance that you are you at this time and place with your gifts and talents and your ability to give back to the world. And you were created for greatness. Every single one of us are given gifts and talents that are unique to us. And we can only live out those gifts and talents in our unique ways. Yours are just as important as everybody else's. Know who you are and get after it. I have chills. Um, So apparently I needed to hear those exact words right now. I didn't even know I was in fear. So (laughs) I know that you've definitely landed with our listeners too, Bethany. I just appreciate you so much. Thank you for that uh, passionate words of wisdom, really. So I will be sure to link everything as my listeners always know I will. Would there be a preferred way that you'd like to be um, contacted, Bethany, after this interview? I spend a lot of time interacting with people on Facebook. So I I do have um, a Facebook page. It's um, at Speaker Bethany on Facebook. And then I, I have the group that you'll link to. So the group is called Dialed In and Living Big. Really, I like to be where I can answer questions quickly and and get you know get to people quickly, and that seems to be a really great avenue for that. Um, you can also email me if you have direct questions or if you're interested in coaching. My email is bethany at bethanyclem.com. Awesome. Well, thank you for sharing. I will be sure to link all of that. And also just really, really appreciate it. We didn't get a chance to talk about Dialed In, but I'm definitely going to link it because I know you're probably going to want to hear more from Bethany and that's just a great avenue for them to be able to do that too. So thank you so much for your time, uh, Bethany, and for your spirit and for just your willingness to be on here and speak such beautiful truths to my listeners. I am so grateful that we are connected. I am grateful we're connected too. I love your spirit. I cannot wait to get to know you better. And um 
above anything, I hope that there's one thing that, that your listeners took away. I, I hope, you know, they know that they're enough out of all this. If there's anything that they heard, I hope that um, they heard that they're enough. I guarantee you they did. So thank you for ending with that. Wasn't she so awe-inspiring? Bethany has an offer that is exclusive for the in community. As she notes, with all the things coming at us each day, it can be challenging to prioritize and stay on task. Bethany shares with us a simple process that has increased her productivity, clarity, and focus. Simply click on the link in the show notes, and you'll be on your way to becoming more dialed in, friends. I continue to be completely awe-inspired by every single guest on this podcast, and I am so grateful every time you choose to share, rate, review an episode. It matters so greatly to the mission and the message of our guests, and I appreciate every time you help one another rise by lifting up the message. Thank you so much, and I appreciate you being a part of this awe-inspiring community.